Welcome to the High Impact Man podcast. High impact men from across the nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope to help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs. Well, welcome to another episode of the High Impact Man podcast coming to you live from the nest. That is my house where I live. My wife's name is Robin. She designed it, so it's her nest. And we moved into another room. You can't see it because you're listening and you can't see us, but we're in my gym now. And we're going to be joined by Bing today. A lot of you people in the F3 community know who Bing is. If you don't, you're going to. And we're going to drag some stories out of him that maybe you haven't heard before. Anyway, I'm the host, Nevin Gorky. My name uh, in, to my F3 brothers is DFib, And uh, my, I'm joined by my co-host, Troy Klinger, otherwise known as Dial-Up. Dial-Up, you looking forward to this? I'm looking forward to this. I, you know, I've, uh, you sent a video for us when we launched our region up here that DFib shared with us. And you know, we've been connected then through Facebook and, and Strava. And so, yeah, I look forward to, to talking with you here and, and hearing a bit of your story. I do have to correct you that you you called this your we're in your gym. No, yeah. you're that's the remember it's the Nan Cave. Oh right, right, right. It's I'm the Nantan. This is my man cave. It's the Nan Cave. So it's the Nan Cave. That's right. Yeah. All I gotta do is run that past my wife. All right. I'll talk to her on the way up. <laughs> we gotta put that up there somewhere in here. We gotta put it on the wall. So I'll make you a sign. I got an Arnold Schwarzenegger quote up here. It says you can't have results. You can have results or excuses, not both. From Arnold. So and be inspired. All right. Well, we're welcome. We're uh, going to welcome in David Kelly, uh, otherwise known as Bing, in uh, the gloom to his F three brothers. Uh, Bing, I got I got to talk him up a little bit because um, I don't I don't know how many people listen to all these different podcasts, but I was a guest on the Roundtable podcast with C SPAN a few weeks ago, and so I shared a little bit about my story and and involving F three, and we always try to define what F three is for our listeners who don't know. Uh, F three is a uh, a network. Uh, it was nat- an, a national network. Now it's a worldwide network for men. Uh, it stands for Fitness, Fellowship, and Faith. We get together in early morning hours, and uh, we work out together. It's free, and the mission is to invigorate male community leadership. Uh, so what happened was I moved, my wife and I moved to Florida when I turned 50, and uh, uh, I, we had a little bumpy road getting down there. My wife went down there two months ahead of me so that she could start her job, and after two months get insurance, and then we wouldn't have to pay for the expensive, expensive uh, coverage that comes when you're not working. And I had a heart attack 13 days before my first day on the new job down there. So I go down there and my wife didn't get the job. She was supposed to get a long story. She was upset. So life was a little crazy. We didn't know anybody. And uh, anyway, it was kind of stressful. And uh, she looked on uh, the Facebook page of where we live, where we live was, is called Lakewood Ranch. And they had a Facebook page, and she said, hey, look at this thing. It's called F3. You need to go to this. And so my wife EH'd me there. The reason it was there is because our guest, Bing, planted the shovel flag for F3. That just means that he he started uh, F3 in this region. A shovel flag is just a flag on a shovel, and we stick it in the ground, and that's where we meet and work out. And he planted a shovel flag there in Lakewood Ranch on Saturday mornings to start. It, it quickly grew into a region. Uh, but F3 meant a lot to me down there. I uh, I wasn't involved that long because we moved back within a year. And I think, I think I started going to F3 down there somewhere around April or May. Maybe Bing remembers. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, something like that. But anyway. I could, I could probably pull it up while we're on the call. But, uh, but yeah, you were one of the early guys. I was one of the early sure. Yeah, an early guy. Yet there were like 30 guys there. So anyway, I'm going to bring uh, uh, Bing in. Bing, tell us, you know, usually we got to ask these questions. You know, how'd you get involved with that three? How'd you get your name? Tell us about it. 
Yeah, sure. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. A long time listener of the, of the show. Um, in the last four weeks, it's been great. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think, you know, for me, F3, I was up in Fort Mill, South Carolina, uh, was was doing what I thought was expected of a dad and as a husband and whatnot, uh, was really big into running, uh, had set a goal to run 100 miles a month and, and was doing that for probably about two years straight. Was starting to feel the effects of it, you know, kind of getting broken down a little bit physically. Uh, and a good buddy of mine whose son played soccer on the team that I coached and was good friends with my son. Our kids shut down the pool every night, the neighborhood pool, and he kept bugging me. Yeah, can I try this F3 thing? And yeah, come try it. I'm like, dude, I'm a runner, man. I, I don't do sit-ups and push-ups. I, I mean, that's silly. I mean, why would you use the rest of your body like that? Yeah, I, so, you know, the, the, the story goes, he told me that if he, if you know, he was going to show up on my driveway that Saturday morning, it was going to be five in the morning or six in the morning. Cause they started at six 15. And if I didn't come out, he'd start honking. And, um, and I did, I mean, I peeked out the window and sure enough, there he was. So, um, that was almost, it'll be seven years this summer. Uh, once, once I've done for, for how long I've done F3. Uh, and then <clears throat> I got the nickname Bing, which is actually a treat because at the time I worked for a consultant for a company with Toyota. I'm originally from the Detroit area and they're like, dude, nobody from Detroit works on Toyota. Like you're a trader. And they start talking trader names, all these Japanese production names, like walkie dokie. I mean, I'm like, I don't know how to spell half this stuff. And my shirt said Google because I had visited Google a couple times in the past with my job. And someone yells out, look, he thinks he's as good as Google, but he's just Bing. And uh, and so it's stuck, oh. you know, and and uh, it's, it's kind of humbling. Um, and I know Bing will never be Google, but uh, being the little guy definitely has its benefits. And uh, it's kind of even pushed me to become, you know, a better person than I am because, or I was because of, of the name. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's nearly, uh, it'll be seven years this summer and, and I've never looked back. So I did F3 for about a year and a half up in Fort Mill. Uh, company asked me to relocate to Florida and I was doing the goodbye tour amongst the fort and uh, the president of F3 now, Dark Helmet, came up to me in his darkest of ways and said, you're not leaving. Like, you're not saying goodbye. Like, you're just going to start this down in Florida. And I laughed because I knew nobody down here. I mean, I literally was moving somewhere uh, for a job that I knew I'd be traveling a whole bunch. That all changed right after I got here because I was offered a different job with another company. And so job change, moving, why not? You know, just let's plan a shovel flag at that time. So day one, which was five years ago last week, uh, we launched with five guys. And, and one was my son, who's now 16. So he was 11 at the time. He had no choice but to come. He had done F3 with me a few times up in Fort Mill. Another guy who was a client, but dear friend of mine who also relocated to this area and had done F3 elsewhere. And then two guys, one guy found us on the next door app and one guy found us on Facebook. And, uh, the, the guy that found us on the next door app, we've never seen again. Uh, he's a one and done. Uh, but the other four Redwoods were in attendance and actually led the workout last Saturday uh, when we celebrated our five year anniversary. Um, we went from five guys. We had 70 at the workout last Saturday and our email list, which is kind of indicative of the number of F3 nicknames that we've handed out is, is nearly 750 guys. Wow. And that's in a, a five year time frame. Yeah. And it's a target rich environment because the population just keeps growing down there. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, keep yeah. building more developments, more houses. It's crazy. The fastest growing uh, master plan community in the, in the country. And uh, you wouldn't recognize a defib. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, at the time where you were, when you first moved here, those were the new houses. Yeah. Uh, you go directly east of there, um, you know, back where the sports complex and all that was, yeah. it's, it's four lane roads all behind there. And there's, there's thousands of homes being built at the same time. Yeah. So it's it was crazy. Kind of a miracle that we got out of there selling our house because just in our road alone, just our road talking about like not even a quarter mile, there were like 12 houses for sale and they all look the same. Yeah. They're all built by the yeah. same guy and they all look the same. And, and some of them were sale for two, for sale for two years they weren't selling it. And, uh, one of the, one of the things that we, you know, prayed about was, uh, if we're going to move, the Lord has to make it clear to us. And there are a number of things that happen. And I don't always put a lot of stock into, you know, putting out a fleece and that kind of stuff or reading the tea leaves. But when we got a bid on our house so quickly and, uh, for what we wanted, it was like, wow. Okay. So it was kind of, uh, incredible that that happened. But anyway, uh, we're just on the side. Uh, my wife and I, uh, we're, coming down we're going to stay in bonita springs okay. uh not next week but the week 19th to the 24th okay. now, that's a no good excuse it's not that far yeah it's, it's about two hours days. from sarasota i think so i'm gonna i'm i yeah. think there's a i think there's a an ao in fort myers there is uh great guys down there we helped them launch uh probably about a year and a half ago a smaller crew but uh, i know you're kind of used to that i think you're actually your region's bigger than theirs wow. uh but uh but great group of guys and they get they probably get more downrange guests than they get native tax members uh, it's uh obviously like you said it's a, it's a pretty uh common area for people to go vacation so definitely see those guys and while you're in town we'll figure something out whether we meet half way or, uh, or I'll come down there or something. Yeah, I'm going to, um, the last day we're going to come up to uh, Sarasota area, visit our old neighbors and stuff like that. I don't know what time we'll get up there, but we'll figure something out. Okay. Five fifteen is a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're still doing the yeah, running AO back and forth across the bridge. Yeah, we, uh, that's tomorrow morning. That's our, uh, Fort hammer, uh, AO. And when we say bridge, it is not the Ringling Bridge. It is is really just an elevated road over right. the Manatee River, um, but it's one of the few elevation changes in Southwest Florida. Right. So you know we do what we can. So we actually find ourselves running the neighborhoods on on either side of the bridge more than we do the bridge. Um, but because uh, a little bit more exciting, we have some great routes set up. But yeah, we do have a run AO, uh, which is Thursday mornings. Yeah, I think last year around around this time, somewhere around this time, we went to my wife and I uh, vacationed in St. Petersburg, and actually it was Madeira Beach right above St. Petersburg. But anyway, mm-hmm. I I was able to post in um, uh, one of the St. Petersburg at the St. Petersburg St. Petersburg Berg AO Lancelot cued. Mm-hmm. He was the Nantan at the time, but uh, I think before that was when I went to Fort Hammer and, and uh, we yeah. ran back and forth across the bridge. I had my I best time in a long time. I was I ran like a nine thirty yeah. mile. I usually run like a ten ten thirty mile. At the Florida weather, I was still the the, the six, but uh, these guys <laughs> can run. But uh, yeah, I think that's what inspired us to kind of get shake and bake on Monday. Kind of converted more to a just a true running AO. Yeah, we we had been kind of run beat down, run beat down, or paint station, whatever you want to call it. But th- that's when we kind of started switching it over to becoming like a, just a true running AO. And right, and actually, it's it's grown more since then. I think uh, since we made it a true running AO. Yeah, Dialup loves that, man. He loves to run. I think a lot of... 
Good. I think a lot of guys don't realize, I mean, and, you know, as we expand and, and I guess to finish my F3 story is after we planted here and I gave over the Mantan role after about two years, I was tapped to try and lead expansion across all of F3 Nation, uh, which was an honor. And obviously mentioned Dark Helmet earlier, being a friend of mine, you know, a lot of visibility on what we did down here. And so his comment was to repeat what you've done there across the country. But as, mm-hmm. as you mentioned earlier, it's, it's, it's actually across the world right. uh, at this point in time. But the reason why I bring that up is we have that conversation with a lot of the regions to say, you know, it's nowhere in the core principles does it say it has to be a boot camp. You have to be outdoors. You have to be free. You have to be open to all men. It has to be led in a rotation and you have to end in a circle of trust. Those are the five core principles. So, you know, in talking with one of our, one of our first international, I think it was probably the second or third with the men from Kenya Mm -hmm. and to talk to them about a boot camp, it was completely foreign to them. And then you tell them it's kind of like military boot camp, and they're like, "This might not be right for us." Right. Their perception of military is more yeah. coup-like yeah. than it is is you know a defense type of a thing, uh, or, or you know a support type of a thing. So I said, "Well, what do you guys like to do?" And they're like, "Oh, we run," which is the obvious answer. You know, Kenyans love to run. Yeah. So I said, "Great, <laughs> just keep running." But here's one thing I'd ask you to do a little bit differently: is honor the credo. And the credo is no man is left behind Mm -hmm. and no man is left where you found him. I said, what happens when that first guy gets done running? He goes, he just stands there and waits. I said, stop that have him come back, find the last guy and run to the finish with him and then have everyone, nobody waits. If there's a man on the battlefield, you go back and you support the six and you help them come in. And the irony is the guy that launched is the six, you know, Henry kind of laughed. He goes, I'm going to love this because yeah. they're going to be coming back and fetching me. And they do. And he's like, you know, it's changed his perspective. The guys support him more. And they're all happy for him and cheering him on, mm-hmm. but now they're cheering him on side by side side rather than just standing there watching them come in. And he also admits he's gotten faster because he doesn't want to let them down either. Right. Uh, so I think that's one of the beautiful things about F3 is not only do we support each other, we show the support by not, not working until that six is done, you know, until that guy is still, you know, trying to, you know, work his way in, uh, we're going to be making sure we're doing something. So, um, but again, it doesn't have to be a boot camp. here in the sun coast. We have a cycling AO, we have running AOs, uh, we have boot camps, we have rock, uh, we have an off the books swimming AO right now, because there's quite a few of us that are training for a couple of triathlons later this year. Um, so, so there's quite a bit of, of, you know, swimming going on. So yeah, I don't, you know, don't make it just a boot camp thing. It, it attracts a whole different subset of people. Yeah. yeah and the message uh, to everyone out there is even if you're not involved with F3, we, you got to understand, we talk a lot about working out and everything, but the whole point is this is not just about working out. It's about the relationships. The second F, which is the fellowship. It's about the relationships and the encouragement and being hit on it there, the credo. Um, it really means a lot. I mean, we have a, a an epidemic of loneliness among men in America. You're not alone. There's lots of people around you, even a lot of people you call friends, but most men are truly lonely, don't have those really close friendships, and, and that's the, the glue. That's what really works for F3 is guys coming together, supporting and encouraging one another, and being mentioned, one of our core principles is ending in a circle of trust. 
And that's when we come together and we do a number of things in the circle of trust, but mostly guys can share their struggles, their problems, their issues, whatever, or, you know, some praises, you know, some cool things that are happening in our lives. And we, we can celebrate, uh, with the guys that are uh, bringing up the praises and we could pray for the guys that have issues. And I was shocked. I'll tell you when I first attended, I don't know if it was the first beat down or the second beat down, uh, down there in Lakewood ranch, but, um, I was shocked that in this circle of guys that some of the stuff, some of the guys were willing to share, uh, at the end of the workouts, some serious stuff about addiction, uh, marital problems and things like that. And, you know, it's, we're not counselors. We're a bunch of guys coming together and supporting one another, but it's amazing how much you're willing to bring that stuff out and open yourself up to some healing. And not everybody does, but when you're doing something really hard together, yeah. I mean, you're struggling hard together, and that really brings people together. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm on a, I'm on a commercial for F3, but because uh, this is supposed to be about your story, brother. So my question for you is: Hold on, hold on. Before oh, I'm we, sorry. Before we before we go there, I, I do have a question that's just been sitting here. I've been waiting to ask it. And I'm just going to ask it now. Go ahead. So did did Bing have to threaten to pull up into your driveway and start honking the horn at five <laughs> six o'clock or five forty five or whatever it was? He he did not because you know my wife and my M said you need to go this. So. She she kicked you out of bed. I got up. I went. I, I have no problem with waking up. You're an early morning guy. I, yeah. yeah I, I'm a working surgery. I wake up early all the time. So, right. and they're, they're, I think it's they're ironic. I mean, his, his wife controls what he does. I love this. I yeah. mean, you know, <laughs> suggesting the podcast. Suggesting yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and what happens is every time Robin suggests something and plants his idea, I get pulled along then as well. <laughs> yeah, you should start F3 when we get back to Pennsylvania. Here I am. You should start a podcast. Here I am. <laughs> so. Well, I have to admit, I was also the bug in his ear. I don't know how many times I asked you, when are you going to launch? When yep. are you going to launch? Because yep. I, I knew DFib had it in him, and he had talked about his involvement with a lot of the men's groups with his church and yep. whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but that's what we look for when we're looking for men to launch is, you know, to have a connection with the community. I mean, again, I did it with just five guys. But, you know, we've seen regions launch with scores of men because that man is super influential. I mean, Toledo, I think, launched with like 80 guys. I mean, it's never happened since, but uh, but it but it can happen. And, and if it's the right guy, uh, but if not, you know, there's ways of, of also growing and it's all about organic growth. We were fortunate here that one of the first followers in Drake and who became my, my number two guy, my weasel shaker, was super involved in one of the larger non-denominational churches in town. And he introduced it as a small group for his church. Uh, you know, we are not a strictly Christian organization. We do lean in that direction, especially here in the Sun Coast. And just because of our geography, we're truly open to all men. Right. And if a man shows up and we do have all men here in the in the Sun Coast, uh, you know, we've got Muslims and Jewish guys and and guys, we have no idea what they are. And, and frankly, it's, 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 it's fine with us because they respect when I choose to end with a prayer and I respect when they choose to end with something maybe less than a prayer. Uh, but in most cases, just about everyone, if they choose not to end in a prayer, they're choosing to end in a moment of silence for us to silently lift up, you know, any intentions that we may have. So they respect the fact that we want to pray, but at the same time, you know, they may have a positive word, uh, you know, for, for the packs. And that's that's actually what happened this morning and it was extremely powerful circle of trust. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, let me, let me rewind time here a little bit for you. Ask you, uh, you said you grew up in the Detroit area. So tell me, you know, where it was, you grew up, what your family life was like, what was it like growing up where you grew up? 
It was, uh, man, I, I've been blessed, you know, all throughout, man. It's, uh, you know, I had a great mom and dad, a very solid family structure, you know, grandparents. Uh, my parents were originally from New York. Uh, they were kind of the pioneers of their family or, or maybe they were the lone wolves, whatever you want to call them. They were the first to actually leave the state of New York and then leave the state of New Jersey because uh, that's usually where most New Yorkers go after they leave New York. Uh, but they ended up in, in, in Detroit and, you know, bounced around a little bit, moved around a little bit. Bit. Um, you know, so I mean, it was great. I mean, I, I did high school sports, uh, middle school sports. I'm the youngest of four. Uh, there's three boys and a girl in my family. And so all four of us were really sports related kids. Um, so really, you know, and just had very supportive parents, you know, mom and dad both worked uh, as we got older, but um, you know, dad, uh, especially kudos to him. He never missed a sporting event. You know, he somehow worked his work schedule so that he would be at every single sporting event. And that blessing has continued here because he, they've actually moved to Lakewood ranch. Um, and dad does not miss one of my son's soccer games or, you know, going to, uh, you know, his track meets that he's doing now. Uh, and more importantly, he's very largely involved in F3 Suncoast Shamwow, uh, at 80 right? years old. Yeah. Shamwow. Yeah. yeah. At 80 years old. Uh, he posts, uh, mostly virtual now just cause COVID kind of kept him in. He's got a, my sister battles with some medical stuff that lives with them. So he's, they're doing everything to be careful yeah. and not bring anything into the house. Uh, and then he's been battling some medical stuff himself as of late recovering, but doing well. Um, but he's, yeah, he's, he's doing a lot of the virtual workouts. So he's kind of got a name across the whole nation. And a lot of guys don't realize that, yeah, ShamWow is my dad. So, uh, yeah. uh, yeah, growing up was great. You know, it was, uh, it was a, a great life. Lots of opportunity from that. So you, uh, you said you're involved in sports, just to bat, just to, you know, Detroit Lions, Pistons. Other than the Chuck Daly Pistons, not much. <laughs> Lots of suffering going on no. there. I no, I mean, it's crazy. I'm still a Lions fan. I, I don't know why. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> I give up every year, and I can say I don't go out of my way to watch them except for Thanksgiving, uh, which is sad to say. And honestly, it's one of the few chances I get to watch them because they don't get much national TV coverage. Right. But uh, uh, my son was born in Chicago and only lived there about a year and change, and somehow he's the biggest Bears fan. So I, I don't know yeah. what I. I did there yeah um but uh but if the lions ever make it to the super bowl uh you're gonna hear me loud and clear <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna, you know guys know i've been a fan my whole life but hey living here in tampa the last few years it's, yeah. it's now called champa bay with the lightning and the yeah. you know with the uh, the rays and then also obviously the buccaneers it's, it's been kind of fun to be around town yeah but, yeah you could be an adopted tampa bay fan i guess but this past yeah. nfl season must have been really tough when you see stafford go out and win a super bowl for the lions you might no. want to start with just being happy if they make the playoffs <laughs> <laughs> or win a playoff game because that hasn't happened in my lifetime either yeah. um you know what i was a huge rams fan because I, I was always a big matthew stafford fan and i firmly believed on the right team he would do what he did this year yeah. um, and, and that was phenomenal to see so yeah i mean I, I was i was probably as happy as i would be if the lions won it as a whole uh seeing stafford win it so yeah. i was excited for that well i'm an eagles fan you know what we're like Oh yeah. My wife is too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but you know, I, I do want to mention, uh, and I was texting with you about this earlier DFib. So your, your episode last week really inspired me. Um, you know, I had a, a track coach who was pretty influential on me 
and, and hearing you guys speak uh, with your coach, uh, with the coach from your town last week and how touched he is when people reach out to him that maybe ran for him, you know, yeah. decades ago. So it gave me a little idea because my coach Jerry's name always comes to mind. I always share stories with my son about coach Jerry. Uh, so I was able to get a hold of him and I spoke to him today for about an hour and uh, you know, he's retired from coaching. You know, I, I don't know how many total years he coached. He actually switched schools to our biggest rival at some point in time. So I told him, you know, it's, it's sinful, but I'll, I'll forgive him. Uh, <laughs> but you know, the, the impact to coach, can make on somebody. And then it's just great to be able to, to pay it back. And, and he was telling stories of my days in track and, and how he was retelling them were exactly how I remembered it. And wow. think of how many boys went through his programs in all male schools, a Jesuit high school in the city of Detroit uh-huh. uh, for him to remember that one race at the end of my junior year that he had to put me in the four by four relay because our hurdler got hurt. And he pretty much remembered my time. And he remembered that was the catalyst for switching me to the 800 meter uh, run because of what I did in that 400. So it was kind of, it was neat because that's a story that I, that rings true in my head to, to a T and he remembered it the exact same way and, and recalled it to me without me even mentioning it. So uh, uh, thanks for the inspiration on, on the podcast last week. Cause uh, I know Jerry was, was very touched and, and uh, I know the impact it made on me to, to be able to thank him. So yeah, thanks for sharing. That's really cool to hear because yeah, Je- Jeff's a Jeff's a pretty special guy. He means a a ton to me. Uh, having yeah. having my kids been involved in the program, I, I do want to I, I do I do have to chuckle though. You, you got thrown in the four by four. Um, that means generally that you probably didn't do a good enough job hiding uh, from, <laughs> from the coach. Cause he did. Usually that's what he happens at read. the end of the track meet. Yeah. Everyone's hiding from coach, so they don't have to run the four by four. Yeah, he, he did say, he goes, I remember vividly looking around. This is the last race of the meet, so a lot of kids had left. I was still there, and I will admit, I was two hot dogs deep. I mean, I had already <laughs> checked in. I had had my post-race, you know, food and, uh-huh. you know, from the concession stand. And when he asked, I'm like, uh, I might have another hot dog because it's going to come back up. And, uh, <laughs> but, you know, it was great to contribute, and and I remember it exactly how Jerry described it. And he did say, he goes, I look around and you were the best of what I could find. And so, yeah, you got the baton on the third leg. So that was great. Well, he must be really proud of you for all that you've done uh, in life, but especially, you know, I think coaches, they always get, you know, feels warms their heart when their athletes are still participating in the sport that they coached. Yep. And you're running and now you're doing triathlons and, you know, starting F3 and all that stuff. So I'm sure he's really proud of you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it was fun to share. I, we didn't get into a whole lot of F3, um, partly because there's nothing to EH him or right. put the emotional headlock on him in the immediate area that he lives yet. It's actually festering right now. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it was a uh, it was great. It was phenomenal. So I do really appreciate you guys putting that, uh, that thought in my head. Yeah, that's what this podcast is supposed to be about, inspiring and motivating people, bringing yeah. hope just by... people sharing their stories. So you you played sports. You obviously ran track. Any other sports that you were uh, doing in high school? Uh, Track and cross country. I got cut. This is sad, but I got cut from my basketball team in seventh grade and I was the tallest kid in school. So uh, um, that just goes to show you that hand-eye coordination is not my thing. And, uh, And it was actually the eighth grade presidential fitness test in which we had to run the mile. And I remembered Coach Hallberg, my eighth grade gym teacher, telling me after the mile saying, you need to think about running in high school. Like mm-hmm. this is this is your, you know, this is your thing. 
And uh, I did not do cross country freshman year because, you know, going into a new school, I didn't even know what all that stuff meant. And I remembered showing up to my first day at practice wearing high tops for track. Cool. And the coach, probably the high tops I wore in seventh grade when I got cut. But my, uh, like the coach said, yeah, that's not going to cut it. You need to get running shoes. And, uh, and, you know, that's kind of where it all started. So really track and cross country were the thing. Now I did, and, and coach Jerry laughed about this, but, uh, midway th- actually early in college, I, uh, I actually transitioned to playing ice hockey because, you know, after playing a bunch of pond hockey up in Detroit and all that, um, John Carroll, the university in Cleveland that I went to, uh, started a club hockey team, very dear friend of mine from the Detroit area, uh, played, travel hockey always had me at the rinks and that summer he kind of took me out and showed me the ropes and you know shored up my game a little bit and so yeah I played uh, ice hockey uh, on the club team in college and then played for a couple years after uh, uh, after getting uh, out of college and all the adult leagues and so it was a it was crazy but then I got back into running probably you know five or six years after college and have never looked back yeah that's something you do your whole life right yeah. yeah, it's a lifetime sport, man. That's the that's the best part about it. Hard to find ice, yeah. ice hockey in, in on the Sun Coast somewhere to you know practice that. But. You'd be amazed. There's a rink right here in Palmetto. But, oh, really? Uh, but it's hard to find time yeah. when you know you're a dad, and you got two kids, and and a wife, and it's not a cheap sport. So F three is free, and, uh, and yeah. we do it early in the morning, so it stays out of the way of the of of being a dad. They're yeah. probably building all these ice arenas for curling. You know, curling always gets so popular after the Winter Olympics. And You know, that, that brings up a good point because I've always told my wife that, you know, I, there's some things that I never tried in my life. Oh, who knows? I might have been the best in the world at it. I Olympic think curling. Curler. I could Olympic curler. I might have been a great curler. Yeah. I mean, you never know. Based on based on your running stories with the coach last week, it might be your pace, too. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, DP. Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, he, he told me I wasn't going to get any faster, and I didn't say it on on the podcast but that now i'm challenged so yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know yeah. how slow he is to start <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know my starting point i got room for improvement we're gonna prove yeah uh, we're gonna fun. prove we're gonna prove coach brant wrong that's our <laughs> that's mission awesome. that's our mission mission this summer yeah buddy. and bing knows because he follows me on strava <laughs> so he knows how slow i am but you know um no judgment zone yeah yeah it's cool i'm good i'm, I'm out there you know what's really cool is yeah. so monday mornings our ao is a running uh workout and um, I'm usually not the six. There's a f- couple guys that uh, I, I'm usually ahead of. Um, but on Tuesdays, we also run, and I'm almost always the six in that one. So it just depends on who you run with, right? Yeah. Invite people that are slower than you. Yeah, yeah, That's I the message, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I keep yeah. trying, you know. But. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, one, one of the biggest learnings in F3, uh, you know, as you, especially as you d- dive into some of the leadership aspects of F3 and the Q source, uh, the, the book that was written by one of the co-founders, it always talks about just continue to always accelerate. Yeah. And, you know, in order to become a, a better leader and a more virtuous leader, you know, the whole idea isn't, isn't about the status quo. It's constantly improving. And so while the coach may say, you're not going to get, much faster, that doesn't mean you're not going to get faster. You're going to constantly either 
run longer or run further or run a bit faster. Uh, but at the end of the day, you're not running what you were running last year or the year before. You're always going to be getting faster. And there's going to be hurdles along the way, no pun intended, but you know, there, there are obstacles in the way, uh, injuries, whatever it might be. But as long as you're constantly trying to improve, then to me, that's success. Yeah, uh, you know, I'll go out and I'll do a run. I mean, I, I pre-ran the workout this morning because, you know, it was if a workout's not enough anymore. Um, and I was perfectly content with the 930 pace. Like I knew, you know, this isn't intended to be a hard run. This is kind of a recovery day. First mile was 10 something. Didn't bother me. Oh, now, I could have kept past, up with you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Years past, I'd never let that happen. But uh, but nowadays, you you learn to value the slow runs and, and yep. just getting the mileage in. Yeah, yeah. I, and, uh, you know, I, um, after, you know, heart attack, two stents, back surgery, all that stuff, I'm happy to be able to run. I love just being out there with the guys and running. I mean, yep. don't get me wrong, I'm as competitive as anybody. But um, but I just like being out there and it's awesome to run with other guys. You know, I tell people, you want to get faster, go run, run with fast people. You want to, you know, whatever you want to do, that's what you do. And, and so, um, I always run a faster time when I'm with the guys and I go by myself. Yeah. I, I you know, rarely yeah. ever run as fast as I do is when I'm running with the guys, mostly cause I'm trying to catch up to them. But <laughs> anyway, so you, you brought up, uh, the Q source. So Q source is a leadership manual written by uh, this guy, Dave Redding. He's known as dread for F3. He was one of the founders of F3. Um, for me, uh, since probably 2000, 2001, I've had a passion, uh, for leadership, uh, for studying it, experience, you know, getting experience in it and teaching it. So F3 really spoke, you know, to my, a D2X, which is F3 parlance for finding your passion and purpose and putting them together to serve others. Uh, so I, that really spoke to me. Um, the mission of F3 is to invigorate male community leadership. With that said, your involvement with F3, and, and I, I would talk a little, you know, talk, I want you to talk a little bit about what you do for a living, but how has F3 helped you to be a better leader in every aspect of life? Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, there's, there's no question. It's, it's, uh, it's really improved everything. I mean, I, I look at, you always hear kind of the, the phrase of it, it's, it, it makes you a better husband, father, you know, leader in the community and whatnot. But really for me as a leader, it's taught me that, you know, what I'm doing to try and, you know, improve myself. It's not for me. It's for others. It's serving others. It's looking at that man standing next to me, or it's looking at that coworker standing next to me. And if they need help with something and I have the ability to, to, to help them, then it's selfish of me not to offer that help. And so that that's one thing that I learned. And, and, and I hate to admit it, but it took me probably three plus years of F3. I even launched the region down here uh, knowing that, you know, I miss the workouts. I miss the fellowship. I miss, and, and the word I just kept ringing true. And I was almost doing it and it really wasn't intentional, but I, I did launch it on my birthday, which was great. Best birthday present I ever gave myself. Yeah. But that being said, you know, I learned through doing a grow ruck, uh, which is, you know, one of the hardest events you could sign up for in all of F3. Uh, and it's all about testing, your leadership and your your leadership abilities and limited visibility and high levels of stress. I mean, this is an overnight 
20 mile event with 30 pound backpacks and plus, plus, plus and telephone poles. I mean, not to scare anybody off, but it was the most eye opening event for me because I learned, you know, while I was struggling, the guy next to me is struggling just as much. Mm -hmm. And that's true in life. You know, I may have struggles, but somebody else also has struggles. And if we could work together, you could get through just about anything. And, and I've learned that through F3 and I've learned it through the Q source because the Q source focuses quite a bit on the fact that as men, we like to solve problems. We like to be the ones that, that try to lead and whatnot. But at the end of the day, we need to be held accountable. We need somebody in our lives who's there to, you know, help us set a standard, help us encourage, help us uh, stay true to what we think is the path that we should be on or help us find that path. Uh, you know, we have different relationship groups within F3, one called Shield Lock. And I don't know if you guys have created a whole lot of Shield Locks. I'm seeing head nods. Uh, but the three guys that are in my Shield Lock, I mean, I'd take a bullet for any one of them. Uh, and I, 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 they, what they've done for me as a father and, and as a husband and, and as a coworker uh, has nothing has like that has been done for me in, in, you know, all the years of my life. And what that is, is me saying, Hey, I need help with this. I need, how, how can I do this? I have an addiction with something or, or one of those guys has an issue with one of their sons. How do we get through this? Uh, because again, you know, we aren't meant to hunt alone. Men need men to hold them accountable and also keep, um, keep an eye on their blind spots. And that's a big part of the Q source. Uh, we all have blind spots. Uh, we all, all of a sudden start to slip back into that comfort zone and that's part of the blind spot. And, yeah. and your, your shield lock is there to make sure that to say to you, like, you know, you asked me to keep an eye out for this. I, I think you're getting back there and they've got to be candid with you. They've got to be able to really keep you in line and keep you accelerating. Uh, and so that's, that's where it's helped me personally. And in work, you know, I lead a team. I'm a, the chief marketing officer for an automotive group here in Southwest Florida. You know, we have 20 dealerships. Um, I moved into this job a week after I moved here. So it was a lot of disruption and, and upheaval in my life. Uh, and the stress was like you mentioned earlier in your transition, DFib. Yeah. Uh, I never got to the heart attack levels, thank God. But there were moments where I questioned why did I move my family away from a place that we loved? Why did I disrupt my kids from their activities and, and my wife? And, and why did I switch jobs? At the time, it was not going how I thought it should. Uh, and then to have a, a F3 brother just out of the blue call me and, and tell me that, you know, without even me having to say where I'm at mentally, and it was the lowest I've been, you know, he just flat out said, Hey, I just want to call and just give you some advice. He goes, Jesus died on the cross for to, to essentially to, to bear your, 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 all of your trials and your tribulations. And if you're not willing to put all that stress at the foot of the cross, then he died in vain. Yeah. So just offer all of that place, all of that at the foot of the cross. And he said it far better than I just said it. Cause he's amazing uh, with his words. But you know, at that moment, I mean, he, that guy didn't have to call me. I said, why did you call me? Did I look that bad last time you saw me? And he's like, no, no, I just felt there was a, there was a need. I just felt a calling. So obviously God spoke to him to call me. 
that wouldn't happen without F3. That wouldn't have happened without another guy who's willing to serve others. And in his, in his way of, of, you know, sharing the Lord's word and the Lord's purpose uh, with me. And I can honestly say at that moment, the, the weight, I I get chills still thinking about it because the weight of all that stress, I I can tell you exactly where it took place because I was pulling out of my place of work, getting ready to go home for lunch. And I was thinking about not going back to work. I was thinking it was time we were going to, I actually thought about, you know, how do I find a job back where we came from? Let's just reset this whole move. Thank God I didn't because now the Sun Coast has those 700 men that have been impacted. Uh, the job is phenomenal. I love what I do. Uh, I love the people that I'm around. Um, and, and my life is is phenomenal. Uh, keep in touch with a lot of guys back home. But as the chief marketing officer of this automotive group, um, I now have a team of uh, six people, soon to be seven. And I find myself applying almost everything I've learned in QSource with the team. Yeah. Uh, you know, set, setting a standard, uh, holding them to the standard, making sure that I myself as the leader is performing above the standard to set the bar, um, you know, and, and then having candid conversations with those that work with me, knowing that I'm doing it from a, not from a position of, of, anger or frustration, but just really from love and that I could be candid with them and say, you know, this is what the expectation, this is the standard and how do we, how do we, you know, meet that standard? Yeah, man, there is so much to unpack from everything you just said there. Uh, I'd like to just bring up a couple things. One is you're talking about proximity, right? I mean, that guy that called you, yeah. if, if your shield lock, et cetera, you can't do that from with your old college buddy from across the country or whatever. I mean, there yeah. might be good things there, but you, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta see somebody. Uh, physically, you got to be around them once in a while. That's 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 the important relationship set you have to have in order to for people to see you when you're veering off the road and you're going in the ditch. And um, and so that's one thing. The other thing is, I I, I definitely want to bring this out. When I he, you mentioned basically serving others and and being servant-hearted, and uh, I don't think you, I'm sure that you hone that skill and you uh, got better at that through F3, but you had just launched and I attended uh, F3 and I was about 20, 25 pounds heavier. I'm st- I st- still not where I want to be, but I'm, I'm so much better than I was then coming off a heart attack. You didn't know that I was just, I was just an FNG and you just, you went out of your way to make sure you, cause we did partners. I think it was the first B town I went to. We did a partner workout and you partnered up with me, you know, and you probably don't even remember this, but you were, you were very, you know, you were just genuinely caring and encouraging through the workout. And so, and I see your heart like that. I mean, you have a heart for guys. You, you have a servant heart. You're a servant hearted guy. So uh, kudos to you. It didn't go unnoticed. I want you to know that. And, you I know, and, and ever since I left, I you know, I left there, I kept in touch with you. You helped us launch this, uh, this region and stuff like that. And that's why you're so successful as an expansion queue. I appreciate that. You know, I think, and I also think back, I mean, my high school being a you know private Jesuit high school, their motto is always men for others. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a big motto for the Jesuit schools across the nation and the world. And, and, and I often think of that. And then that's probably some of the foundation that was laid from my, from my early education. Um, but yeah, I think it really hit home you know, sitting there at Grow Ruck, knowing the pressure that I was under. Uh, and then the conversation I had with a brother that was not even from my region, this guy came from North of Tampa uh, and he was ready to quit. And, and it was who knows what time, cause you know, I'd have a watch. You have no idea, uh, high stress. 
And I look back and I'm, you know, he knows the story. And I, you know, I just said, big poppy, where's your head? And his head was not there. I mean, he was, he said to me, I'm going to be quitting when we get to the next station, the next transition point. And I unleashed a conversation with him that I can't really remember exactly what I said. And I may have been saying it because I need to hear it at that point in time. But one of my brothers was right behind it. uh, One of the F3 Suncoast guys. And, and he leaned forward and said, everything you said, he needed to hear too. And it was all about quitting and not letting your mind control, you know, that your body can endure a lot more than your mind will let it endure. And so do not let your mind let you quit. And and I remember telling him, I have a feeling you quit a lot of things in life. I mean, I probably used some not nice words at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, big poppy to this day, we've, we've are close and bumped into him at a Publix after a kid's soccer game a little while ago. And it was like seeing a brother that you hadn't seen for years. Me and my son was like, how do you know that guy? That was, that was awesome. Uh, But that's, that, that's kind of when it made me realize that, you know, we have gifts that we give and that we are blessed to give. And, And if you're not giving those gifts away, then, then you're not doing the Lord's work. You're, you're, you're being selfish and, and you're not, uh, uh, you're, you're not, when that's where I love the work with the expansion, you know, to be able to help guys create what we created here in the sun coast. And I say we, cause you were a part of a defib, um, to be able to create this and be able to give it away, to give it away the guys that you have in the, in the Susquehanna Valley and to give it away in, you know, Uganda. I mean, just places all over the world. Uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's, pheno- it's phenomenal. I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's definitely, it's a lot of work, but it's motivating because you see the success. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So um, you're the expansion queue for the nation yeah. and we've expanded into, I think we're in five continents now. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So, yeah. What was with, with an asterisk? I mean, I, you know, I can't say that we're in Australia. Uh, there are two groups of men working out, two different groups of men working out in Australia. One that was directly influenced by F3 because the guy was visiting a cousin in Seattle and worked out and went back to his church and actually started something specific to his church. And then the other group um, started with a professional rugby player and kind of got their roots uh, going that way, but then learned about F3 and kind of molded their themselves around it. Uh, but the, the one guy introduced me to the other and, and we look at it as kind of an affiliate partnership right now. I mean, they could call themselves F3 if they'd like, they do everything we do. Uh, they're always outdoors. They're free. They're, you know, the same core principles that we have for the most part. Um, so, you know, but we're, we're happy to help them invigorate the men of Australia, yeah. whether they call themselves F3 or not. But yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're all over the world. It's crazy. How, how do those international sites like tend to get, like get, get planted or get started? It is, yeah, there's a different story in every one. Uh, so the one that's in Dortmund, Germany, uh, missed, or Doubtfire worked out in Naperville, Illinois and moved back to Dortmund, Germany. So he was a you know mustard seed. Um, the guy in the UK, same exact thing. He was in Katy, Texas, and I think another region at one time. And I'll tell you what, guys, keep an eye on that region. I mean, that, that yeah. the UK yeah. has the a possibility of becoming as big, if not bigger than the U S uh, from a F3 standpoint, uh, Safari, who's the guy that launched over there has a roadmap of expansion that he is going after and he has not failed 
on his roadmap yet. And it's every workout, there's 15, 20 guys and they're at another workout and then they're adding another, I mean, it's just, it's, he's even got their website set up ready for expansion with subdomains, all that kind of, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, wow. amazing. Uh, so watch that one. Um, but you know, like the, the guy in Kenya, and this was really cool. Henry um, was planting a church in his area of Nairobi in his, uh, you know, his area. And, you know, there's a major epidemic in, in Africa and especially in the Kenya area, the Nairobi area, where like 80 percent of children are fatherless. Uh, you know, there's no father. I mean, it's literally children running. And he's he's shown me on Zoom calls, kids running on the streets with zero influence from their father and their father. They don't even know who their father is. And that bothers him greatly. And he even at one point in his vehicle had like 20 kids. And he's like, these aren't all mine, but they are mine. And he goes, I, I'm trying to make an impact on all of them. So as he was planting his church in Nairobi, he, he wanted to figure out how to invigorate men. So he invigorated men by Googling and came across F3 Nation, planted the church, got busy. It was in the back of his, his head, probably more in his heart. And then uh, I woke up in the middle of the night one night with F3 Nation in his head and said, I need to do this now. He emailed us uh, through the nation's website. And within an hour, we responded because everything he said in his inquiry was exactly what we do. And you could tell he was prepared and he had a male group going. And truthfully, he had been doing some of the Q-source with his men's group at the church. Uh, and so we work with him to get them launched and, and they run. That's all they do is run. Uh, they do. Now they do some other exercises. I call them other exercises. We're not sure what they are, um, <laughs> but they're, they're doing stretching and whatnot. And then, you know, and honestly, I'm not really sure where you, how Uganda, Uganda found us. Uh, but we've launched with a group in Uganda that, yeah, it launched with 30 men and wow. those guys are very actively involved and they jump on a bunch of the virtual workouts that are happening in the U S just to learn more about the culture and the language and the different exercises. And then they're great because they'll take videos of their exercises and post them. And there's nothing more motivating as a guy than to jump on Slack or on the Facebook page and see videos of the guys in Uganda working out uh, and getting stronger and then having a circle of trust, just like we do. It's, yeah. it's great to watch. So a different story in every place. Yeah, I love seeing the name Aramas from the different countries. Oh yeah. It's always cool. The even even the guys crazy. from the UK who are apparently speaking English, I can't quite understand everything they say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I need, I need subtitles. I have no idea. I remember for the Iron Packs challenge, someone mentioned something. They call them wankers or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was like that. Uh, is that's been some of the challenge that we've had because you know we have a guy who's I think you know Chili Pepper. He yeah. was in this region. Uh, Chili was named the international kind of lead international sector Q yeah. and he gets very involved with us with the international launches and whatnot. And he's just a liaison for the nation to help these guys out. And, uh, and so, yeah, he, he's great with dealing with all of them, but he's the one that kind of spurred them to all do the iron packs challenge. And then there was the make 
America burpee again. Yeah. yeah. That didn't sit well with a lot of the international regions, especially like the UK. They're like, well, we don't care to right. make America anything again. Like not that they don't like us, right. but that wasn't really. So they called it like the centurion challenge or whatever it was. Right. And it was all about a hundred burpees a day, whatever the challenge was. Yeah. So some of those events that get bigger and bigger are great because it gives a lot of inclusion to a lot of our international regions to kind of be able the Australians loved wild packs, whether they admit it or not, they loved, they never used cinder blocks in their workouts until wild packs. And now I see them in their photos all the time. So it really influenced those guys. So we have, we have a movement started in our, our region that we're hoping starts to go national and, and maybe you can help us with this. It's Nantan week. Oh, right. I, we heard about that yeah. on the uh, stuff we're trying. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're like hoping that. that grows and becomes a big, you know, F3 nation thing that we celebrate. Yeah. I tell yeah. you, it was, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, I, you heard what I said about it. I, I just jokingly put it out there, but man, that the packs ran with it and it, it's a blast. Yeah. And we set record attendance at both years. For the week. I think when you put st- special stuff like that together, I think I think we did this the memorial, the first Memorial Day when you were with us, the Patriot Games. I don't yeah. know if you remember that or not. Yep. But Drake put together these 1776 Patriot Games, and there's literally 1776 repetitions of you know 17 different exercises. It starts with the with a whatever law, you know, 1776 yard run, so a little bit over a mile, and then you do 17 exercises. And then you do a hundred yard bear crawl with 76 burpees at the end. And this thing is truly designed to be what we deem a seesaw, completely stupid and utterly pointless. But the first year we did it locally, we then shared it with the nation. And all of a sudden guys everywhere were grabbing it. I mean, it was done yeah. everywhere. Yeah, and, and now there's a shirt. I think actually I'm wearing a shirt. We produced a logo for it. And we put it on mud gear. And next thing you know, I think we sold close to a hundred shirts and, and it was all over the country where guys were buying the shirt because they do the Patriot games every Memorial day yeah. in their region. So yeah, I, I stole that. We, I did. I, I, yeah, cued, we did, I cued we that did workout that, yeah. once. Yeah. Yeah. And actually I think it's 4th of July. It's 4th of July. Not yeah. It was on 4th of July. Yeah. You're right. But, uh, yep. I stole yeah. that. Cause I remember, uh, you're uh, so dial up son is one of the few people that could beat dial up. Uh, running <laughs> and we were glad he was there that day yeah because the way we did it i can't remember if this was the original way or not but whoever finished first that's when it ended so however far you got when the first guy finished it ended we moved on to the next thing so yeah. I, th- I think i did it that way because we didn't do it as a seesaw so i had it basically an hour you know normal beat down yeah. to get it done well, our guys have gotten it down pretty good but there's also ways you could partner up you know we had like american eagle status patriot status right. just kind of put some fun to it but in much in f3 you modify you do what you can do yeah. you do it in the order in which you want to do it uh it's just it's there to be done and and uh and guys love it so it's kind of neat to see stuff like that kind of take heat and i, I wouldn't be surprised if mantan week becomes something in a, in a, in a lot of regions because that's a great idea what what i heard in that conversation is next year we're having nantan week t-shirts well i was just thinking that somebody <laughs> has to come up with a cool logo All for right. that yeah. We'll work I on it. contacts for you. I'll get you taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that'd nice. be really good. I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Not, I don't even care like, if I'm still Nantan. You next heard year, it here first, folks. <laughs> to all of yes. our listeners, yeah. all 10 or 12 of you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got more than that. Just kidding. Nantan, Nantan week Week's coming to a region near you. That's right. We got to make an official week, though, and then you got to like schedule yourself off instead of. Yeah, just, I got to make sure I'm not working. We yeah. can't have this roaming date for yeah my problem is with my job at the hospital there's some weekday beatdowns i can't get to because 
as early as we can make the beatdowns, I still got to be at work uh, pretty yeah. early. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's got to be a week that I'm off. We'll, we'll come up with some type of astrological. <laughs> astrological? Is that, is that I don't right? know. I don't know where you're going, man. Astrological event oh. that determines it. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Like after the first full moon of March oh, or Lord. something. Yeah. Okay. You see what I got to uh, deal with, right? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. This is good. We'll work, we'll like work this. on this. <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, you know, I love the fact that you mentioned your faith. I mean, you know, like you said, um, F3 is not a Christian organization, but like with our region, uh, almost everybody's a Christian. If anybody's not a Christian, I don't know it. And nobody ever uh, complains or worries. We haven't run into anybody. Uh, of an of another specific faith like a Muslim or a you know uh, a Jewish guy or things like that like you mentioned but uh, so we always pray at the end and if some guy's not a, uh, comfortable praying we don't tell anybody how to do how to cue but yeah. they'll usually say you know can you can you close in prayer for us like point to me or yeah. dial up or whatever but sure. you know the whole thing about F three is as he says as Dread and OBT say in the book you want to go from survivor to servant. It's when you become a servant and you look out for others that um, that you're really fulfilling your purpose, and that's where true joy and happiness come from. True joy comes yeah. from it, is fulfilling your purpose, which is serving others. And uh, other people have said this. Rick Warren said it in the Purpose Driven yeah. Life and things like that. But it's all based on biblical principles, right? It's the Scripture, and yeah. you know, and Scripture tells us to put uh, think of others more highly than ourselves, bear one another's burdens. And uh, you know, I think that's the success of F three. And uh, we haven't even talked uh, about service projects that we get done, you know, and those kinds of things. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's just been fantastic. It's been an amazing ride. It's not over uh, by any means. Uh, so I just, you know, uh, we just got to keep going, and whether it's Nantan Week or whatever, because it's really cool that people get creative and come up with yeah. different things. Yeah. Well, you just look at, at the, we talked about Iron Packs, and, and it literally was, you know, something in Greenville, South Carolina. It was just literally something they themselves put in place as a little competition and, yeah. and pushing the pushing the envelope for a month. And the next thing you know, it kind of spread to a couple of regions to now it's it's literally international and, and it's set up in such a way. And, and then the neat thing about it is you adapt to the size and all of a sudden now like the sign up form that they had that worked when it was only maybe 50 guys or whatever. Yeah it does not work if you're trying to keep score. So you've got these guys that, and that's what always amazes me and, and the leadership team with F3 is the talent across the yeah, nation. Yeah. I mean, just, just to see what people are capable of doing and willing to give away. I mean, it's stuff that they charge for at work, but they might just be willing to give it. And, and like the scoring document that they use, it's, I, I have no idea how it works but it's almost flawless. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they crown in a region, they crown a guy, they, you know, there, there's, you know, there's no prizes. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, you know, get a shirt maybe, but, uh, but at the end of the day, it's bragging rights. Yeah. We, uh, we got to tell you a story about iron packs. So uh, we, you know, we're only, this may be our second anniversary. So just a few months in after we launched, it was the first iron packs that we, we uh, participated in. So going into the second one. <laughs> oh, I didn't know where you were going with this. Yeah. I'm with you now. <laughs> yeah. So so going into the second one, we were we had a, you know, I, I call for, for wing night once in a while. We go out to local establishments. Once in a while, once a week. Well. He calls for <laughs> wing night. <laughs> 
something like that. It's important to get together. You yes. Know? But anyway. Nourishment. Uh, right. So that's uh, why I can't shed those last 15 pounds. True. <laughs> but, that's how uh, we're going to get faster. Right. That's how I'm going to get faster. We're going to trim the wing nights. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Salad continue. night. Continue. Any, <laughs> anyway, we're talking about Iron Packs. I can't remember, you know, how it started, but I had this idea and I don't even know how many people in the nation know this. Probably nobody. <laughs> Uh, or hardly anybody because it didn't really get traction. <laughs> we, we, we had fun with it. So uh, I don't know if you ever saw, watched MASH, the old MASH TV show. Mm-hmm, not sure. Yeah. So there was an episode on where Hawkeye and, uh, and uh, was it Trapper? Trapper John uh, came up with this idea, and I don't remember why they did it, but they made up a guy, all right? And the guy they made up was Captain Tuttle. And they made a, a, a personal a personnel document that stuck. They put it in the file in the you know commander's desk, and they did it to fool Hot Lips and and Frank Burns. Uh, and so they had everything in there describing his eye color, his height, all this stuff. Captain Tunnel. Well, they they made the guy up, and they started talking about him around other people. Well, now next thing you know, it takes on a life of its own, and everybody in the unit eventually says, "Yeah, I know Tuttle. I just had lunch with him, or whatever." <laughs> and, and the guy doesn't exist, right? And he was getting paid a salary that they were donating getting, to an right, orphanage. Right. <laughs> So because he was donating all his salary to the orphanage, the, the, the brass got a hold of this. They were going to come and give him a medal. So now the guy doesn't exist. They're coming to give him a medal. Hawkeye and Trapper are like, what the heck are we going to do? So they made up a story that he died. He jumped in a helicopter to go to the front lines or whatever, and he died, right? They had a funeral service for the guy. And people are getting up and saying, yeah, Tuttle was a great guy. I just remember talking to him the other day. Anyway, the guy didn't exist. So I said, we should make up a Captain Tuttle for Iron Packs, and we'll just submit some crazy times for this guy. Right. Yep. Yep. And uh, so I don't remember which which you know which workouts were what week one two three, but we made we submitted some really low times, and he wasn't even like in the top thirty. I think the first week, <laughs> <laughs> because as you know, there's some suspicious times out there, right? Uh, but it's, and that's part of the fun of it yeah. all. I mean, we even did we did that Merkins and Miles challenge in May one year, and I, I nearly died six times in the month of May trying to keep up. And our, my shield lock, we were the four of us were teamed up. I've never run more and cycled more in one month in my life, and then Merkins and yeah. and it took me two months to recover from that damn month. And, and we were we were up there top three, and then some team out of. Alabama somewhere just decided to do Merkins like they were going out of style and there was no way we could keep up. I mean, these guys passed us and blew by us and we thought it was fake until we thought maybe he's a tuttle. Who knows? <laughs> but it turned out it was, it was a legit and there was some animals in some of our regions yeah. that, uh, they get after it. You know, it's middle-aged guys have nothing on these guys. We've, we even had a story for that. It was the week that it was like Merkins run a quarter mile, Merkins run half mile, Merkins run a mile, Merkins run mile and a half. I can't remember what the yeah. distances were, but <laughs> it was either Waxall or Greenwood, I think, asked us about it on Twitter or something like that. And so we, had to, we <laughs> they asked about Captain Tuttle. And I think the story was something along the lines, he was in town for the local 5K. Yeah. And he... he he was there early and he saw us working out right and doing this workout and he asked us what it was all about and so he did well, well everybody left right and I everybody had left you were the only I was one, the only there, one because, there because even our even the guys in our region here in our in our our group they they didn't know about, yeah we kept it from like everybody three, there's only like three of us that knew about oh, this that's fake hilarious. Captain so we had to say everybody else had left you were there yeah 
and so Captain Tuttle did this workout. Right, and I and so I was the the guy there proctor. He was right. He was the proctor, yeah. and then um, and anyway, Captain Tuttle. Like I think that that week, I think he might have had like a top ten time, and that's right. where they started to get some attention on him. Yeah. But then Captain, we made the story that Captain Tuttle then stuck around and still ran the five k afterwards it. and won the five yeah. and won the five k afterwards. It took us to it took us to like the third week to finally put a time up that he won. Yeah, he was in first place, and then we came clean because we kept putting things on Twitter. We were that, giving yeah, we were giving hints on Twitter with yeah. references to Mash and donating donating the oh the keg challenge that. That, right. uh, that Waxall puts out there. We were going to donate the winnings, uh, not the keg, but the, the well, I think, 100 bucks they offer. We were going to donate the 100 bucks to the orphanage. Yeah. No, nobody figured happened. it out. It didn't get any traction. <laughs> nobody seemed to laugh. I apologize to the guys from, from Greenville because I was like, I'm sorry we made this up because I felt everybody was mad at us because nobody was saying things. Oh, no problem. But it's just like it went nowhere. It was a yeah, joke. Yeah, that's hilarious. A joke and that by the way, flat. those are some phenomenal F3 nicknames to throw out there. So I've got, I've got those written down. Yeah, Captain those, Tuttle. Those will have Tuttle. to get used here. We do have a, we actually have two radars in, in our region, you know, from the MASH days. But yeah. I think a Captain Tuttle might have to come out in a Hawkeye. And, right. We have know, a Hot Lips. Definitely. Oh, yeah, we have a Hot Lips in our region. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I pity the fool that gets that one. <laughs> at the time, he was a young high school kid, right? Yeah. He, well, well, no, he, he was, was in college. college. He, was, he, was, he was in college at yeah, that point. He just yeah. graduated from Virginia Tech. He's going to law school. He might sue us. Ah, how did we do hot lips? Nice. How did we do hot lips? I don't even remember. He was involved. He's a, he's a ROTC guy, I think. Yeah. And somehow a, we yeah, ended up with Mash. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. No, that's fine. That's what the else? best when these kids don't even know what they're named after. We got one named LT for Lawrence Thomas, and he, he has no idea who it is. You know, it's like kid plays football. We're like LT. He's like, oh, Lawrence oh, Taylor. Okay. Oh, Lawrence yeah, Taylor. Yeah. yeah Lawrence yeah. Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. Saw him as bad as him. Yeah, Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. And we have another kid that he thought they said LG. And so he went with LG thinking that was a football player. And he went back and he Googled it. He couldn't find a football player with those initials <laughs> that he thought was worth being. And yeah. so we just stuck with it because someone else got LT. He's and an so, appliance, right? Isn't LG the yeah, appliance company? It is, that, yeah. That's, it's just that, that, that's the irony is the family is like the biggest Apple family in the world. And, and so for his son to get named LG is kind of humorous yeah, in, in my mind. Yeah. And so. Uh, well, no, as I talked to you, uh, said, it's the fellowship. It's the faith element of F3 that keeps everyone coming back. And, you know, whatever your faith is, it's, it's just a belief in any higher power. Absolutely. And that's, yeah. that's what we respect, you know, and, and if a guy wants to end it, um, you know, one of our more influential packs here, Big Mac, uh, you know, he's grew up Muslim, um, you know, kind of wavering in what he is now, but his family's Christian. Uh, he just absolutely loves being around us because we, A, don't judge him based on what he is or isn't. Uh, and then, you know, we, we welcome the conversations of what it was like for him growing up and we share what we, our experience is. And man, if I could learn more about others' faith and strengthen my faith through those conversations, uh, it's phenomenal. Cause I guess the question I ask guys, if, if you want to exclude people based on their faith, do you walk up to people and say, are you Christian? Right. Oh, if you are, I've got something for you. Right. Cause my answer is, did Jesus do that? No. I mean, how many answers would he have gotten if he asked guys, are you Christian? Right. Right. Zero. I mean, there's no such a thing as he started to, you know, to, to, to you know, start the church. And, and I just, I look at, at the opportunity to talk about my faith um, and share my beliefs. Uh, and I love to hear others. And it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's a great way to learn and strengthen your beliefs yeah. and, and become more, more knowledgeable of it. Told us to love one another. Right. Yeah. Period. 
yeah. not love yeah. one another, that think yes, like right. us, act like us, <laughs> worship yeah. like us. Yeah. It's just love one another. Yeah. So. So I think, I think one, one of the best learnings that I've found in QSource, and it's been all the conversations with an F3, is kind of the whole tent pole mentality. And you look at, you know, and I think our country is struggling with this. And I think our world is struggling with this right now is there's such a massive division in beliefs mm-hmm. and, and you've got the left screaming from all the way on the left. And you got the right screaming from all the way on the right. And, and also all it is is screaming because nobody's willing to come together into the middle to have a conversation and, and understand each other's point of view you're hearing little bits and pieces of it as you're on the opposite end. And the reason it's called tent pole is the strongest pole in a tent is in the middle. And right. it's also the tallest tent the pole. And that's often the one bearing the most weight. And you want to be able you have to have it in the middle because if it's on one end or the other, everything collapses. Yeah. So you have it in the middle. So if, if you can come to the middle to have a conversation, to understand each other's point of view, I don't have to walk away even agreeing with what you believe but we've had the conversation we've learned from one another and hopefully we could find some commonalities and move forward with a civil response to whatever the conversation is. It's when you're screaming from the opposite ends of the conversation that nothing gets done. And then frankly, in my opinion, the divide gets even greater. And so, uh, you know, I, I encourage guys of varying uh, backgrounds. Uh, It's it's one thing we talked with a lot of regions and even talked with even the Australians is, you know, if you want to grow, if a guy runs past you in the park and you say, Hey, join us, it's the first word thing you ask is, Hey, what is your belief? No, No, you first ask, Hey, you want to join us? And then if they don't believe the same thing as you do, would you really kick them out? Because they just added to your group. And and that was kind of eye opening for them. And, and you know, they're, they're growing because of some of that advice. So, yeah, we're, we're, uh, I've I've spurred some, uh, theological debate recently. So, uh, Anyway, we, we were talking yeah. about, I, I raised the question, it happened in Sunday school in church first, and and anyway, I brought it up with the packs. I said, in, talk, talk about whether Jesus was impeccable or peccable. That means we agree as Christians that he never sinned, but the question is, was it possible for him to sin and he didn't? Or was it impossible? Anyway, we won't get into that here, but but uh, but but it spurred some good discussion on the Slack amongst our region, right? Yes, and two weeks now of cafeteria. Yeah, two weeks of cafeteria <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> so that, yeah. that's what I love about it. It's just those conversations, and then having the conversations. I mean, as I've been sitting here, my phone has been blowing up with my shield lock. Um, I can only imagine what they're saying and talking about. I'm uh-huh. hoping it's productive, uh, <laughs> but you know, it, it's, it's, it's often because of the friendship and the type bond that we have, yeah. uh, to, to be able to, to share things that we need to, to, to focus on and get worked on. Uh, but also to have some of those conversations. I mean, some guys are struggling with a lot of stuff and, and you mentioned guys in the circle of trust will bring up stuff. They're willing to be vulnerable. Yeah. And this is why I feel we need F3, you know, are you going to be able to be that vulnerable with the guys sitting next to you on the soccer field because your kids both play out there? Are you going to be able to be vulnerable because your wife dragged you out to dinner with her girlfriend and your, her girlfriend's husband. And now you're kind of forced to be friends with that husband because your wives are very good friends. Um, most likely not. Uh, and, and in many cases, some of the vulnerability that we need to express is difficult to express to our wives, you know, right. because it's something that we want to protect or perfect to become better at for them. And, and, and so for me to be able to talk to these guys 
who have experienced life very similar to me and have had experience or maybe read books or gained knowledge through their church, wherever they were coming from, it's much easier to have those conversations with guys like, like, like my shield lock to be able to, uh, to be vulnerable and know that a, you're not being judged and B you're not going to be left where they found you. They are going to help you become a better man. Um, you know, and it happens. Everyone asks like, why is there so much issues with, with, with men struggling with alcohol or men struggling with pornography or men struggling with their marriages? It's life. Yeah. Temptation comes. The jester is absolutely looking for weak people and, and to have a man to hold you accountable to make sure that you don't slip into those addictions to me is, is, is critical because you see it all the time. Yeah. We weren't born to walk alone, man. We, we, we got to do it together. You don't have to be alone and you shouldn't be. So uh, with that said, I got two questions for you to, to kind of wrap things up. Uh, The first question is, I know what you're doing now. I know what you've done. What's next? I know you're thinking ahead. I'm thinking about September to do this Ironman 70.3. It's taking up a lot of headspace right now. Um, You know, I mean, honestly, you know, I I know what's next within the F3 world for me. I mean, we've just created a great, very focused launch team for F3 that is geared to helping us, you know, essentially give this thing away. So my my immediate next with that is to really hone that team in and, and really kind of essentially clone Dilly Dilly, who's kind of my number two guy, who's an amazing contribution to the nation and doesn't get enough credit. Um, But I'd like to have seven or eight of him because there's so much expansion opportunities. But, you know, I, to me, you know, a lot of what I like to focus on is, is helping people gain confidence. And I learned this as a coach, As, as a soccer coach, coaching my son and his teammates when they were five, all the way up until we moved, they were never the greatest talent individually, but they had so much confidence in themselves because of the love that I was able to pour into them as a coach and, and the, the skills that they were able to pick up, not because I'm a good soccer coach in any way, but by being together as a team and learning to, to essentially trust others. So, you know, I'd love to find a way to, to, you know, essentially help, people find that level of confidence in their own lives. Uh, And I'm not really sure F3 is where it is right now for me, because I don't coach anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, And I, and I miss it greatly. I'm actually helping with my son's track team, but I, I just help at the meets uh, and the kids love the advice. But, you know, to me, that's a big part of what's going to be next. I just don't know in what capacity that's going to be in. So if if anything comes to mind, let me know. Um, But, but yeah, that's a big part. And, And honestly, a big next for me is, big transition for us is my daughter leaves for college in you know, five months. And, uh, and then my son will be leaving in two years. And, and I look forward to, uh, not letting them leave, but I look forward to seeing them yeah. grow and them succeed. Yeah. Uh, and I also look forward to having the time with my wife one-on-one. That's going to be, uh, it's going to yeah. be different, but it's gonna be wonderful. Yeah. I got, some, I got a warning for you on that. So, um, <laughs> I went through that and, uh, you know, it, it's harder than you think seeing your kids go off to college. I mean, it's, it's, it's just like you said, it's anticipatory and celebratory and it's uh, looking forward to your adventure. Uh, it's also, wow, they're out of the house for the first time and I'm not going to see the whites of their eyes when they come home at night and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's hard. And, uh, our, we have, so our, our last, uh, 
child, my son went off to college to Liberty University, which is six hours away from where we live here. And that's what prompted our, one of our reasons that we got prompted to move to Florida because we were empty nesters. And anyway, but the warning is this, maybe your wife's different, kind of doubt it, but maybe she's (laughs) different, but she's going to want somebody to nurture. I'm just letting you know. She's going to be looking to, for somebody to nurture. And and for my wife, I didn't really work out. So we had to get a dog. <laughs> so now she's nurturing the dog. But I'm just letting you know ahead of time. That's good. Dial up. You haven't been there yet because you still got one in the house. But <laughs> we already she, got three dogs. You already got three dogs. So, so you're, I don't know where <laughs> she's going to go. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. That's crazy. I'll be curious. It'll be a major change because my wife is not a pet fan whatsoever. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'll, I'll be curious. I think it's going to be me or nothing. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that is a, that, you know, and it's funny because we talk about that a lot in my shield lock because uh-huh. most of us are in that same space. One of the guys, kids are out. Uh, one's just come back. Um, so talk, he's been talking to us a lot about that, you know, what takes place there, but I mentioned it earlier. I mean, I think I mentioned it. My wife's been my, the homeschool educator for my children their, her whole life and has done an amazing job. My daughter got accepted to all nine colleges with high honors and merit scholarships. And, you know, much of the credit goes to my wife and, and what she put together from a curriculum and, and helping get into college. But, uh, that's gonna be interesting to see because she has served others her whole life, you know, accessory her married life. Yeah, and I'm anxious to see uh, where she focuses that energy. And I pray that it's, it's you know, for the good. It will be for the good, but I'm just curious to who it is because I'm not starting over in first grade. She will not be teaching me <laughs> first grade math. <laughs> I was going to say, you said she homeschooled your kids. I thought to myself, oh, you're even in big, bigger trouble. Yeah, how about but, it? Yeah, she's yeah. Oh well. Well, we'll see. Let yeah. me know how that works out in the future. I do love. I do <laughs> love what you what you shared there, though, with your with your daughter heading off to school and and Liam, right? Is your son right? Yeah. Liam's yep. heading off here in two years. Um, your 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 focus is the new opportunities that they're going to have, right? To get out, spread yeah. their wings, and and that's that's the right approach. You know, I think too often folks focus on they're going away. I'm never going to yeah. see them again. But it's. It's really yeah, we've cool. It's been, been really exciting. Mean, she's going up to Kalamazoo College up in Michigan. You, know, you can't get a whole lot further away from no, us. No, no, you can't. Um, wow, yeah. But, but, it, but it's absolutely, you know, feels like the right school. In fact, I'm taking her up there in two weeks to, or a week actually, to visit the campus and make sure it's what she thinks it is and, you know, kind of at least touch the campus before she's fully committed. But, you know, she's excited because of new opportunities herself. She's the one that declared that that's what excites her the most about going. And it made us realize that she's absolutely right. Uh, my sister told her at Thanksgiving dinner, you know, it's a really kind of a cool time to almost redefine who you are. Cause it's a fresh start. Like she has yeah. no friends from here yeah. going there and she's had a great life here and she's an amazing, absolutely talented, uh, you know, singer and, you know, has gotten a lot of scholarships for singing. And, and so she'll continue with that because that's kind of her, that's where she's going to meet most of the people she'll be friends with, but it's a fresh start. And it's kind of neat to have that. I mean, just like me moving here um, and and she's wide open to that. So I'm super excited for it. Yeah, that's a big deal. You're going to buy her her, a kid. You're going to buy her a whole new wardrobe. It's cold up there, you know. 
Yeah, there's a, the good news is she starts in September, so it's not cold yet. But she, the first thing she started doing was looking at the kind of boots she wanted to buy for college. Yeah, and we're like, honey, no, you, you, th- those aren't boots to schlep to campus. Yeah, <laughs> those those are boots to like wear to work when you have to. But you know, we're talking like you know, we're going to find you moon boots or something that'll uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll protect I'm, you in all the snow you're going to get. Right. I'm yeah. sure she would love a pair of moon boots. <laughs> Let me know how that goes over anymore. (laughs) Yeah. The adventure continues. All right. My last question for you uh, to wrap things up. I asked pretty much everybody this. I think you already said it uh, uh, sort of, but uh, you got a chance to address the men of America today. What's your message for the men of America? Yeah, I did. I mean, I think it's all about, you know, put the egos in check, put the opinions in check, uh, put the social media away and come to the middle, come and talk, have a conversation, respect each other's point of view, and then walk away. And you don't have to do that to try and, and, and change that person. And you don't need to change yourself, but you do need to have the conversation to understand the other's point of view Uh, without having that conversation, the divide, that we see in this country and in this world today is only going to get greater and it's being fueled by misinformation. It's being fueled by, yeah. uh, you know, by, by a lot of screaming. Yeah, and that would be my, my answer to the men of America today is just come together and have a conversation yeah. and, and embrace each other's differences. That's great. That sounds like a minivan centurion stuff. So um, <laughs> for those who don't know, dread and dark helmet, uh, have a podcast, Minivan Centurion. Dredd wrote another book. This one is, I think, only online at the moment. But That's correct. Uh, you yep. can read it for free for Pete's sake. Um, but I read the whole thing and I listened to him. So anyway, this is a, this is a big plug for Dredd and, and Dark Helmet's <laughs> podcast, Minivan Centurion. When you guys listen to this, and if you do listen to this, don't, don't, don't hesitate to plug the High Impact Man podcast as well. That'd be all right. Or Nantan Week. <laughs> or Nantan Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or the shirt. Yeah, or the shirt. We need the shirt. We need the logo. <laughs> we got it. We'll go I don't even it. care if we have another Nantan week. I want a shirt. But that shirt's going to have an image of you on it. Oh, that would, no one would buy it then. So you may not want to do that. <laughs> I'm picturing right now it's going to be like Mount Rushmore. And it's going to have your face. It'll have Dred's face. I mean, all the, all the famous Nantans of F3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not Ooh, I, like, I like that idea. I am not a famous Nantan from this F3. This is going to come I, together. I like it. All right. The Mount Rushmore of Nantans. That's great. Yeah. My packs will be the only ones who buy it, maybe. <laughs> I'll buy one. All right, thanks. I man. wear my F three iron shirt all the time, but then you guys changed the name of your region, so it's like a, it's a relic. We we did, but it's it's, it's a classic. A, it's classic, yeah. yeah. Some of the guys still want us to get more of them made. Yeah, we have to do a yeah. reprint of those. I know. There you go. It's a great shirt. All right. Any uh, last questions for uh, Bing? No, nope. I'm I'm good. I I like your message there, and uh, you know, it's something that always resonates with me. Is that no matter how far apart you think we are, you know, the left or the right. And I'm always a little, I, I don't like those terms, you know, far left, far right. Cause in reality we come together, we talk, we share our differences in a lot of cases, probably most cases, um, at least for me, you find that you're really not that far apart. Right. Like right. there's a lot of commonality there. And, um, if you could eliminate the agendas, the personal agendas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the world will be a better place. Sweet. Well, Bing, as we talked offline before we started, I'm heading down there in two weeks, Benita Springs. I won't be too far. We'll find a way to hook up. We'll make it happen. 
All right, brother. Thanks for being on. Hey, thanks for what you guys do. Appreciate it. Thanks for the inspiration to talk to Coach Jerry. Yeah, man. Sure thing. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high-impact man. More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H-I-M at highimpactman.com. The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week, and you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone.